The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Anybody who receives my commandments and keeps them will be the one who loves me. And anybody who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I shall love them and show myself to them. Judas, this was not Judas Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what is all this about? Do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, they will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we shall come to them and make our home with them. Those who do not love me do not keep my words, and my word is not my own. It is the word of the one who sent me. I have said these things to you while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. The Gospel of the Lord. When you consider a piece of rope, the rope is made up of strands, isn't it? They're, they're interwoven with each other. And, and that's what gives it strength. And I think in lots of ways, that's how we have to understand the mission of Jesus and the mission of the Holy Spirit. They're like this interwoven uh, rope. Everything Jesus did was, was by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, he was made flesh in the womb of Mary, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, in a way, is the one who, who points to the Holy Spirit, who makes the Holy Spirit known. And that's what he's talking about in the gospel reading to his disciples. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that, that, uh, that I have said to you. And so it's this promised Holy Spirit that was going to come to us all. And now, in this time of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one who, who reminds us of the word of Jesus, who is the one who makes Jesus present. You know, we pray that the Holy Spirit will change the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that inspires Jesus' word in us and, and opens up to us. So in a way, the Holy Spirit now is the one who points to Jesus. Their mission um, is always intertwined, just like in a rope. You know, the two are never apart. In the same way, with that with that journey of faith, um, we as individuals have our own faith, but there's also the faith of the church. And we see a bit of it um, 
an issue going on in the first reading, the Acts of the Apostles. You see, the, the pagans, the pagans in Lyconia had heard, uh, they, they knew of the gods Zeus and Hermes, the pagan gods. And so when they had their personal experience of faith, they saw uh, Paul heal the cripple, you know, they immediately tied it to their faith. And Paul's saying, no, 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 no. Paul and Barnabas are saying, no, 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 we're just, we're just ordinary people like you. We're not gods. Don't worship to us. But let me tell you about the God that reveals himself to you. And that's the thing that is always true, that, that God reveals himself to us. And so we hear this in the reading. You know, in the past, Paul says, God allowed each nation to go its own way. But even then, he did not leave you without evidence of himself and the good things he does for you. He sends you rain from heaven. He makes your crop grow when they should. He gives you food and makes you happy. You know, and so there's this whole sort of thing of that, that we should be able to look at the world around us and see the presence of God in so many ways. And yet, so often they're just ordinary ways. And we all know that we have our own personal encounters with, with, uh, with God as the Spirit reveals things to us. But that doesn't necessarily always make it uh, right. And that's, that's the little challenge, isn't it? You know, because if we just rely on my experience of God, then I'll create God in my own image and likeness. And, um, but for us who believe, for us the fullness of God's revelation, the fullness of God showing himself to humanity is in the person of Jesus himself. And that's what the church is like, that the church is about. The church takes the experience of the people particularly the apostolic faith of these first witnesses to Jesus who journeyed with Jesus. And, and so it has the task of saying, this is what we believe. And this is the faith of the church. So the first faith is, you know, Jesus is Lord. You know, Christ is risen. These are the, the basic principles of our faith. And as the church journeys through the centuries, it's had to ask and uh, um, embrace all kinds of other questions. And so in the, the fourth and the fifth centuries, there were big debates as whether Jesus was truly truly God or, or did he really become a, a human being like one, one of us? And so we get true God and true man, you know, those sort of things. And so our understanding of the sacraments, these have gone. Uh, grown as we've journeyed through the centuries. We always go back to the scriptures as our foundations. But the questions of today, the church has to ask, and in the reflection of the Holy Spirit and the reflection of the whole people of God, it comes to these truths that it understands. Because each one of us are called to be a theologian, you know, study of God. We're called to study God in our lives. But we always test our understanding of God of what we find in the scriptures and the teaching of the church. 
and that makes sure that we go on the right path. Sometimes, you know, the church doesn't act as fast as we'd like. Um, but the church is like a big container ship or an oil tanker. It takes a long time to turn or stop or, or change direction. And there's a, there's a real wisdom in that. Otherwise, we can get caught up with the signs of the times. But, you know, in the past, um, the, um, you know, the, in the 1970s and 80s, there was the whole movement coming out of South America, liberation theology, where the gospel was being looked at for the first time from the context of the poor. And the church has embraced that. We talk about a preferential option for the poor now, and the church moves on. And in our time, it's the whole ecological questions. You know, and Pope Francis is getting a lot of flack about this, and, you know, this isn't the core of our being. But no, this is where the church what's the, has, to, has to respond. What is the Lord saying to us about our care of the earth which he's given to us in this time? And the church will come up with its positions, and it will move on to the next issue. And that's the same with us and our journey of faith. That we too are called to keep discovering what the Lord's asking for us as individuals in our faith life. You know, and that's what the Holy Spirit has been sent to us for. You know, the advocate, the one who stands beside. The one who stands beside. And, and it's this Holy Spirit in a way is the one who binds us to Jesus. And so his inspiration is, and, and call to us as always is, is that, that, that closeness with Jesus and through Jesus to each other so that we might be bound together as the one great people of God on this journey of faith, hope and love. Each one of us, God speaks to. May we be attuned to his voice. May he lead us in the ways of faith, hope and love. And the authenticity of that will be that we grow in our love for God, for our neighbour and in our appreciation of ourselves and our life as God's great gift to us and this beautiful unfolding of our creation.